this was basically, we were investing in the rapport. We had created such great rapport with the homeowner. Mm -hmm. We knew we were going to close. We knew what she needed and we had to get her across the finish line. And the only way we were going to do that was by helping her move some of her old belongings to the place that she lived in. We went knee deep and we went right in and we figured we're going to create value. We're going to be problem solvers. Mm -hmm. This is our first deal. Let's get it done. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. This is Todd Toback, and you are in for a treat. Today's show, you are going to hear from a 19-year-old and his father on how he locked up a $23,000 wholesale deal at 19 years old. I can't believe it. Can't wait to jump into today's show. We're going to start extracting all the information so that you can learn, be inspired, and do deals just like this in your market. But before we interview Luke and Brandy, I want to read some amazing good news from some of our Facebook groups. And Jared Frank says, first wholesale deal scheduled to close, got an offer for 6K over asking, should net 42,000 on this one. Lead was sent to me by another wholesaler. All I did was take pictures and list. Awesome, awesome job, Jared. Got another one over here. And this was actually one of my favorite because you can make a lot of money on real estate, but sometimes making money and succeeding is all about kind of persevering here. And so I got another one over here that was actually got another one from Satch. So Satch has 24 deals under contract and just closed on a 350 unit apartment complex in Houston, right? He syndicated that. That means that he worked with other investors, hopefully with no money out of pocket. Okay. And I think there is, let's see here. One more, and this one is from Ashley Say. And Ashley says, finally got two impossible deals across the finish line after a 60-day dry spell. Whew, thought I lost my touch there for a second. So awesome, awesome uh, perseverance, Ashley. Way to make that happen. And again, thanks for posting in the Facebook group. Love to hear your success stories are inspiring. So today we've got Brandy and Luke on the show. So how are you two gentlemen doing today? Doing amazing. Yeah, doing real good. Glad to uh, be able to share some experiences with you again, Todd. Yeah. Todd, go ahead. Todd, I do have to interrupt you. I actually just turned 21 on August 16th. So I'm not 19. I just turned 21, in fact. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, 19 or 21 doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Yeah. When you're legal and you can go to a bar and get a drink, it's a big difference from being 19. So that's all. Well, that's good now. And now when you go to the bar, you can say, hey, I just closed a 24,000 wholesale deal. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, Brandy, can you tell us a little bit, because everyone's going to want to know, you know, we've got dads dads and moms listening to this on how they could mentor their sons, right? And then obviously we've got young 20-somethings listening to this. And so this is going to appeal to everybody. So I'll start with, I'll start with dad, right? Brandy, tell us a little bit uh, of your story. If you had explained 30 seconds or less, how you got involved in real estate. And then also what was that defining moment, right? That pleasure or pain or anger that, that really pushed you into it? 30 seconds or less, I had been in a uh, import-export business in Central America, South America, got held up at gunpoint, figured I had to figure out something new to do in my life. It was 2006. 
And all of my friends and a lot of people I knew in South Florida had been making a killing in real estate. And I figured it was time for me to, uh, to jump in and, and get involved. So that's really interesting because a bunch of your friends uh, were making a killing in real estate. And then all of a sudden they were probably killed shortly thereafter. 100% destroyed. <laughs> as I was destroyed as I got involved. So you were destroyed as you got involved. So this is crazy. So, and I remember you telling me the story. So tell us a little bit about now uh, you get involved in the worst possible time, right? Tell yeah. us about that first deal. So got involved at the worst possible time after I rebuilt, you know, there were a few deals in there, but I'll give my first wholesale deal because after I was destroyed, rebuilt, had to literally come up from the, from the ashes I did fix and flips, but then when I finally realized that I needed to go direct the seller, mm -hmm. I started wholesaling in the end of 2018. And my first deal wholesaling, it took us like 70 days to get a deal. Mm -hmm. And it was a $65,000 wholesale. So 65 G's, which is just completely insane for your first direct to seller deal. I mean, that's awesome. Your expectations were probably pretty high. And so that's killer. So how did you find that deal? Direct mail. Direct mail, which is, that's like my, 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 my one true love, right? The one I just can't get away from. Love, love, love right. direct mail leads. Uh, do you remember the list, Brandy, that you mailed? Was it? Was it, was it actually, it was an odontic uh, list. Okay. Back that we had gotten in 2018. It was a South Florida. They stack a lot of different pain points. And this was a, this was an absentee homeowner who was actually a hoarder. Okay. So it's an absentee, absentee list and a hoarder. Yep. Okay. So you met with the seller. Uh, did you meet with him in person? Was it over the phone? What met happened? With, we met with her. She was an older woman. We actually moved all of the items out of her house. Like we worked, I had a crew of like six people who worked two weekends in a row to be able to help move the stuff out of the property for her. So did you do this before you closed? Definitely. Okay. Now that's really, yeah. really interesting, Brittany, because a lot of people, they don't want to do that. They don't want to take that risk. I'm a big fan of what you're talking about, right? Because yeah. you're like, why would you do this before you close? So I'll actually, I'll let you share this. So why would you invest this money into a property that you didn't own yet? And you know, you, you don't even know that you could sell it to a cash buyer. Kind of tell us a little bit more about that. This was basically, we were investing in the rapport. We had created such great rapport with the homeowner. Mm -hmm. We knew we were going to close. We knew what she needed and we had to get her across the finish line. And the only way we were going to do that was by helping her move some of her old belongings to the place that she lived in. We went knee deep and we went right in and we figured we're going to create value. We're going to be problem solvers. Mm -hmm. This is our first deal. Let's get it done. Okay. So did you get the house like vacant and kind of clean so that you can market it? We actually pre-sold it with everything in it. Got it. Got but, it, got the, it, got it. but our buyers wanted the property vacant. So basically you increase the value or basically decrease their cost to, to, to rehab it when you wholesale it. I mean, so that's a, that's a lot of value that you added there. Right. Okay. So let me, let me ask you this. So did you have any fears about, you know, you locked this property on a contract, you knew you could sell it to a cash buyer, pre-sold it, meaning that you had a contract to sell it or at least had a verbal agreement, right? You know, did any of the fears go through your head? Like what if the, you know, buyer doesn't close? What if I spend this money and the seller changes their minds? Tell us a little bit about right. what was going through your head. So basically I was coming from a different mindset. I had been doing fix and flips from 2009 up until 2018. Right. So in my mind was if she doesn't close more power 
to us because I'll just do the fix and flip and earn more. It was my partner in the deal who really wanted to get away from fix and flips. So he was close-minded with the exit strategy. He was like, we have to wholesale this. But for me, knowing the tricks of the trade in fix and flip, it was no problem whether it didn't happen or not, I was going to capitalize. You know, something that we're we're talking a lot about now is novations, right? And so we'll do a lot of these types of things so that we could sell the property to a retail buyer, right? You were before your time, Brandy. So that's really, really good. Tell us a little bit about what your business, because that's the first one. Huge deal, you know, direct to seller. I absolutely love. Tell us a little bit about what your business looks like right now. Well, what it looks like now is I have, we have like four acquisitions of which uh, one is uh, in Egypt. Okay, I've got a team of 14 in the Philippines, which is lead generation, property management, PC, and we're completely virtual right now in the US. So my son and his uh, girlfriend are doing acquisitions in Orlando. Luke is on with us right now. And then I have another acquisitions here in South Florida. Okay. So you've got pretty much your whole team is virtual. It sounds like your acquisitions team is though US-based. Uh, we have. Yeah, it's three of them are US based. I have two uh, follow up specialists who are offshore along with one acquisitions offshore. Okay, that, that that's really interesting. So tell me a little bit, you have someone locking up properties for you offshore. Is that in the Philippines or Egypt? Did you say? I have two. I have one person in the Philippines as a follow-up specialist. Right. I have another one in Pakistan. Okay. And then I have a, a new acquisitions in Egypt. Okay. That is awesome. You guys listening to this, you know, I think a lot of times when you think about building a team, you're thinking about, oh my gosh, it's going to cost me so much money. And that's amazing. So where do you do most of your your hiring overseas? Like, like, uh, like most Lico of hiring is done in is is done in the Philippines, right? But do is there so like a web, website that you go to? Uh, really? What? So I have a team leader. I have a girl who started with me in cold calling, mm-hmm. who was just completely overqualified for the position, right? And she morphed into a, basically a COO. So she handles all the hiring, all the training, everything. Oh. By the way, if you're listening to this, guys, really absorb what Brandy is saying. I think one of the things that as you grow your business, uh, and, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're brand new, right, you can see that he locked up a deal, right, through direct mail, through a, a absentee owner, right, that's someone who doesn't live in the property at list. Uh, but you can kind of see the progression, right, of then building a team and getting virtual assistance. And so although you may be listening to this, trying to get your first deal, right, you can see that now you can start to build this. And it sounds like Brandy, again, he, I mean, he works, right? He works, but he's got people closing deals every single day, whether he works or not. Is that kind of the case, Brandy? Yeah, I spent uh, two months in Park City, Utah, while the team was working over the summer and the business kept on moving forward. That's killer. All right, so let's get to my favorite part. And sorry, Brandy. (laughs) Um, Luke, I mean, tell us what, you know, so you just locked up your first deal, right? It was $23,000, but tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this business. You know, obviously you're watching your dad, so that's what everyone's thinking, but tell us a little bit about what made you decide to make the jump and, and about your first deal. Yeah, so having my dad is the the biggest inspiration, motivation, knowing that someone who pretty much come from literally the ashes and you can make your way to to do anything. And in this business is really what just inspired me to to take a leap. I've been watching him since I got out of high school, pretty much. And I had done Brett Daniels TTP course. And I just had the, the fear of rejection right. um, to get on the phones and get started because it's a real thing. You know, no matter how old you are, you just people on Facebook groups all the time talking about it. You know, I'm nervous about 
getting on the phone and speaking with sellers. And that was something that that I struggled with. But I always knew that I didn't want to to work a traditional nine to five job. Right. Seeing my dad and seeing the opportunities that he provided for our family and seeing the just the excitement that, you know, closing a deal and the whole process really like that he gained from it and seeing his face and, you know, hearing the yes in the office and the the ringing of the bells. That's like hearing that it was like, I don't want to go a traditional path and work in a corporate office or, you know, be a doctor or an attorney where I don't have any limit. I have a limit on my income, right? You know, being a real estate entrepreneur, you have no limit. So I'm actually a senior at the University of Central Florida now. And college has been great, but there's so many kids who I talk to every single day who they just have no idea what they're going to be doing because college, it depends on what you go for. But a lot of times, kids that I talk to, they just have no idea where they're going. Right. And I feel bad for them. And you know, I talk to them all the time about getting into real estate. And it just takes you know persistence and the willingness to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I started back in June going through acquisitions, went to Memphis with my girlfriend, and we were under the wing of my dad's partners in Memphis who amazing people that they have their wholesaling business and they're great guys. And I just right then and there, I was working in an attic with my girlfriend and I just realized that this business is all about hard work and the amount of people you talk to and the conversations that you have with people. And then this deal came about through Lead Sherpa. I don't know if you're going to say something. No, that's great. Well, I I think I'm going to hang on your words right there, but you just said a couple Mm -hmm. things, which I'm just so impressed with, right? So number one, not only did Brandy, you came from the ashes. So everyone's like, oh, Brandy, can't, he had his import export thing and blah, blah, blah. He must be wealthy, right? But when you say ashes, Brandy, like how bad were the ashes? So I got involved in real estate. I had, you know, I always say this, don't disguise confidence for competence. Right. I got the wrong mentor. I was a million dollars in the hole or no, seven foreclosures, a million in the hole. 400 credit score and bankrupt before I made my first dollar in real estate. <laughs> Man, did you hear that? 400 credit score. I didn't even think that was possible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. You're breaking records all over the place. <laughs> exactly. Before we end today's episode, I just want to invite you to a special replay of a live training that Todd Toback and Brent Daniels did recently on Novations. In the training, they shared exactly what Novations are and why Novations are not only one of the best kept secrets in real estate, but also one of the most powerful and potentially most important tools that you need right now to have in your arsenal in this changing market. To view this training, head over to NovationsTraining.com. That is Novations, N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N-S, Training.com. Put in your information and let Todd and Brent show you this incredible method for not only surviving in this new market, but also prospering in this new market. One more time, that is NovationsTraining.com. And if you are interested in learning directly from Todd, his strategies, his methods for doing these kinds of deals, and having him personally mentor you on how to implement Novations into your real estate business, head over to NovationsBootCamp.com. That is NovationsBootCamp.com. There is currently a waiting list uh, for this, but I believe he will be opening up the program again sometime in November. 
there are quite a few people on that list. Obviously, a lot of smart wholesalers know that this is the future, so they want to be ahead of the curve. So to get on that wait list, head over to NovationsBootCamp.com and enter your information, and they will let you know when the program opens up again. All right, let's get back into the episode. So what I also love, though, is Luke, I mean, you know, your dad didn't hand you anything, right? In terms of, it sounds like you start out cold calling, right? And so if you're listening to this, you're cold calling, but your dad and all of a sudden didn't throw you into, oh, I'm going to just spoon feed you hot, warm leads every day, right? He made you get on the phone <laughs> and make calls. And then you actually went to go work with these other partners in Tennessee. So basically, if I'm hearing this right, just like a job. Right. But you're, you are actually yeah. putting in time and you're trading, you're trading your time for knowledge. I mean, do I, did I kind of absorb that right? Yeah. Yes. He was basically, he was interning the summer, learning, like you said, trading time for knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and, you know, you're thinking, oh, Luke has some advantage over me because of his dad. Right. No. Okay. The only thing that Luke has because of his dad is that confidence. And the knowledge transfer and the love, right, that a father can give his son, right? And hopefully the, the gift of some adversity, right? Which is, I'm, I'm loving this so far. <laughs> um, this is shaping up to be one of my favorite episodes ever. So I want to hear about the deal. But this right here is like the important stuff, right? Because this is what everyone is thinking. So you're cold calling. You're not being spoon-fed anything. You're even working with partners. And so if you're listening to this, you can go work for somebody, right? You can go into their office and offer to intern. You can listen to the podcast. You can go to be someone's acquisition specialist. You can offer to JV, right? The opportunities are limitless. So let's go back to Luke. You got the lead by Lead Sherpa. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, Lead Sherpa is a text platform mm-hmm. that uh, we use to SMS that we use to communicate mm-hmm. with sellers. And, and that's a, a lead channel that we use. I do want to also make this clear that Regarding people my age who may have family, friends in real estate or may have their their parents in real estate, mm-hmm. I just want to put this out there that regardless of how much they may try to push you to get in the business or to start working, it doesn't matter at all. Because the switch for me, it turned as, you know, I want to do this for myself and I want to do this to be able to give back to my dad and my mom. It wasn't just I was driven so much by my dad. And obviously, he wanted me to get in this business because of what it can really provide for you and for you know your loved ones. But the switch turned when I myself realized that this is what I want to do. This is not what my dad wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Because I could imagine... I kind of struggled with that for... I mean, I, I got out of high school at 18. And I kind of struggled with it because I was like, my dad's like... He obviously he wants me to do this. And I in the back of my mind, I knew that I wanted to do this too. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, for some reason I was thinking that he's just pushing me really hard and and maybe I'm just not ready to accept that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone's journey is different. And I wasn't ready to accept what he was trying to pour into me then. And I just think for everybody out there, it's just about when the time is right, the time is right, and you'll know inside of you. But what I can tell you is the time is always right as in the beginning, because if I would have started then, obviously you can't look back in the past. But when it comes to getting involved in real estate, you start as quick as possible. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, that, I mean, yeah. first of all, thank you for that. And that is the meat yeah. 
that's the meat. I'm sure uh, you know a lot of people are feel different ways about walking in their parents' footsteps. But tell us now. You got the so the SMS lead lead comes in. Yeah. You look at it, right? Does it seem like it's super motivated lead? You know, what, what's the flavor of it? Yeah, it's a uh, not super motivated at all. It was a Saturday at probably one, two o'clock, and it came in. It was a, a triplex in Miami. The Zestimate. It was like above Zestimate value or right at Zestimate. Got him on the phone. Just uh, my whole thing is I just try to have like genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to come off as too businessy and get straight to the point. I want to be able to build some rapport with the sellers. Obviously, that's what this is about. And then we actually... The thing is when you're doing with multifamily, it's obviously different than single family because comping is mm-hmm. kind of tricky. And that's why... My dad, having a lot of experience in Miami and having a lot of experience in multifamily, he was obviously able to help me with figuring out where we had to be at regarding numbers. Mm-hmm. And Can I then, interject one thing? Let me interject real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So the old me would have seen this lead and would have been like, okay, let me get on the phone. Let me go and take care of this. But I knew that his time had come and that he was in, he was capable of getting it done. So at that point, I shifted into coach mode and all I did was fit, feed into him and give him the confidence and let him know, you have this, this is yours. I don't need to jump in. You got it. Well, that's a really, really good lesson when you have team members in general, right? Because sometimes I think you got to let go of the the ball, right? Hand the ball off and let the quarterback right. go win the game. That's just, <laughs> I just got chills. <laughs> So now you look at and by the way, I know that you used a word called comping that just if you're listening to this, that just means uh, you look at what other properties have sold for in the area, right? They call that comparables. So now you got it, you kind of figure out what you can pay, right? Okay, what happens next? Yeah, so we I had been in contact with him. And then this was on Saturday. And a lot of sellers, the thing is, some people you kind of think in your mind when you're first starting out, like, the only way this could really get done is if I'm speaking with them on the phone. But this seller, I called him and we had a conversation and he actually was busy and he had to go. And then we were simply just communicating through text. Uh, One thing that I think is important is to realize the marketing channel that you had originally contacted that lead through. Mm -hmm. This gentleman was a lead that we got in through text. So it kind of worked out that the way we were actually negotiating and pretty much agreed to a price was through text right. um, because he he was busy. So he originally wanted 525 on the phone. I had asked him, you know, is that is that negotiable? Is that a set price that you're that you're looking for? He's told me it was negotiable. And then through texting and through that, we were actually able to get the price to 480. And this was actually something that one of my dad's partners, you know, helped me with was that through the text messages that I had sent him, I didn't tell him that we were originally going to be covering all the closing costs. There's no commissions. There's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I just gave him that price at 480. And then he was like, you know, can we do 485? And then I had said to him, we can do 485. No, we we can do 480, but we're going to cover all the closing costs uh, there's going to be no commissions, no fees. So I kind of kept that that bullet in in my back pocket. And once I told him that, told him, you know, there's no money out of pocket. Four eighty was the price that he actually agreed to. And the process, because 
once you're agreeing to a price for people listening out there, that means nothing uh, because uh, what really matters is getting them back on the phone and making sure that you know they sign that agreement. Right. Because when someone agrees to a price with you, it's a great step, but the deal is far from over. Right. So you have to go, you have to get them back on the phone. And it was a process to get him back on the phone because he was a, it was like a barbecue or something. He was, had something going on, but I was able to get him back on the phone and we were able to agree to 480. And it was a great price because of knowing the area and having my dad who had, you know, real expertise in uh, the area. So what I would say is, it's definitely important for people starting out to just know their area right. and to know your backyard. Because if you can understand your backyard regarding single family homes and also multifamily homes, right. knowing what cap rates buyers are looking for, knowing specific things that buyers are looking for, then you can really have success. Mm-hmm. Because with multifamily, there's different aspects to it. Right. And well, let me stop you there for a second, Luke. So I want to, uh, and I think that's great because you talked about your dad, right? But anyone listening to this also is, uh, you could find a local mentor, right? And I, and I highly recommend that. When I say a local mentor, it could be someone who's, it could be a, you know, a partner, right? Or someone who's got more experience. So some of your cash buyers who've been buying forever, the guys who are seasoned, I highly, uh, some of the brokers who sell to the cash buyers, what you want to do is you want to align yourself with those people, right? And they can give you all this intel, right? All this data that Luke got from Brandy, right? So you can easily get that. So don't make excuses if you're listening to this that I don't have that because you do, right? You just have to find people who do and align yourselves with them. And that does not cost money. So go ahead, Luke. Yeah, and about that, I just think it's about being genuine. If Mm -hmm. you come off to people who have not only experience, but also have done real business in this industry and you come off as genuine and you want to provide value to someone, listen, if they don't want to to help you out, that's their loss. And if they don't want to not help you out, but if they don't want to, you know, give you that that knowledge or some advice and whatnot, you know, that's just one person. You always want to come off as being genuine to people because someone could take could see you who's been in this business a long time and they could look at you and be like this person's hungry and they want to to just learn and and get to work and then you could start a whole relationship like that so i just think that it's very important to just come across as you know being genuine and just looking to to get to work right so luke i interject one other thing todd sure go ahead so okay so it was one thing to get the contract signed but then that's when the real hard work came in in and he took care of it the entire way because not only did we need to get the contract signed, but then at that point, there were three separate tenants to be able to coordinate showings. Yep. He was on the line with the seller each time. There was the, the stresses throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. Oh, is the seller going to allow us to see it? It was a tremendous amount of back and forth and dealing with every aspect of the deal. Because he didn't just lock it up and then hand it off to a a TC. He actually handled the the coordinating of showings and and just everything along the way with the seller. So that's another good point. So it's really funny because there's TC work, right? Someone who handles the paperwork. But then there's the acquisition manager work that's post locking up the contract, right? And especially at this market, because things are kind of changing, right? I'm not sure if it's doing the same thing in Florida over for you over there, Brandy, but buyers are also getting more picky. So sometimes you're going to have to have more showings. And so the acquisition manager is going to have to kind of continually put on their reselling hat. Would you agree with that? 100%. 
So, man, so uh, who'd you sell it to? How'd you sell it? And how'd you feel when that check came in? Okay, so basically he got the deal. I had a a few JV partners here in town in South Florida that I had worked with. We had multiple showings. Multiple. Multiple (laughs) times that we had to get people in. And one of the guys who was actually one of my mentors back in like 2010, 2011, he sold the deal to one of his uh, pocket buyers. Got it. Oh, so important to network, especially in this market. Market is changing, by the way. You can still make a crap ton of money. But uh, six months ago, you could have just stuck that out. No one would need to get in. They would have right. bought a site unseen. <laughs> right. This time, we had, to, we had to coordinate three tenants getting in three or four different times. Then at the 13th hour, when the deal was about to close, the day before, the buyer said they needed another week. So Luke had to go and he had to tap dance with the seller, letting the seller know. Oh, this was after the title company had coordinated him to come in the following day to sign. Yeah. Luke had to then backtrack and get the seller to, to wait one more week for us. Yeah. Oh. So he, learned, he learned all the facets of, of really getting a deal done on his first one. Luke, you are forged in the fire. <laughs> forged in the fire. Locked up a deal via SMS. Nothing given to you. Started out cold calling, interned pretty much for free, it sounds like, or very little money. Locked up a, uh, I think you said a triplex or a quadplex over there. Three different tenants, all kinds of showings. Uh, You multiply three tenants times multiple showings. Sold the deal. How to bring in a JV partner, a $23,000 check. Man, got to give you a round of applause for that one. (laughs) Great job. All right, go ahead. And I was just, I wanted to say this, that, the amount of stress that I had was really just stress that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. It's all about expressing confidence. Right. And nothing is really happening. It's just all in your head. I was I was freaking myself out that I had to tell this guy this again, that I had to tell the seller, you know, about this and this. And it's just about obviously being what's the word? Being soft on your feet, being able to just you know, express confidence right. because I would stress myself out before having to make these calls for no reason yeah. because I was bringing up objections that he would have in his head and they didn't even come out of his mouth. Right. So for a lot of people starting out and, you know, they're trying to, because the deal, one half of the deal is done once they sign the contract, right. there's the whole separate half of the deal that, you know, it's all about just expressing confidence and, making it certain with the seller that this deal will get sold. Right. And once you express it, you know, you don't have to play with your words. You just be direct and be confident. And that's something I learned a hundred percent in this deal. All right. So we've got about two more minutes here. Each one of you give me one piece of advice, right? If you had to give the most important piece of advice for someone getting started, what would that be? Brandy, you go first, and then we're going to go over to Luke. That most important thing Get the right mentor and don't be afraid to fail. Fail forward, talk to people, get in with people who can show you the way and provide value for them. Awesome. All right, Luke, what is it? Keep working hard. Don't let anything stop you. Love it. Guys, this is one of my favorite episodes I think I've ever done. So many parenting episodes and and also for the youngsters over here on how to look at it from another perspective. And I love the deal, but I just love the lessons learn from this. If you want to know more about how we are actually selling to retail buyers right now in this market using Novations, check out nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash DTR. That's nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash DTR. 
T-R to find out more. So Luke and Brandy, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they find you? My Instagram is just Luke, L-U-K-E, A, Pollock, P-O-L-L-A-C-K. Just Luke A. Pollock. Give me a follow. Uh, DM me and I'd love to be able to chat. I have an Instagram, which is Brandy Pollock, but more Facebook. So I have uh, Brandy Pollock on Facebook and uh, send me some some requests and I'd love to be able to uh, to pay it forward and help people. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. Have a great day. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.